Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast, Updates from the Bubble. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Magnus, and I'm here with my friend and fellow co-host, Krista, and our friend, <laughs> Spacebar. Spacebar. Awesome. Now, I copy-pasted today's intro from the last episode, and I forgot that we don't have any more friends now. We've used them all up as special guests. Um, uh, I, don't know. I wouldn't say that's true. I think we've yeah. been very social the last days. Actually, we have. No, we were actually hanging out a lot yesterday, and we had a really good time. We did. I haven't been this social in a long time, so now I'm kind of burnt out, but I think we can do this, Magnus. I think uh, social battery is a great concept, but Mm -hmm. I think when you're just hanging out with one other person, then that doesn't count. Yeah, especially if it's someone you're comfortable with. Okay, you don't count then. Oh, Oh. of course. (laughs) (laughs) And one more thing, uh, the audio, we said we would do it and we will do it, but just in an episode that fits. And this is a more, Yes. I think this is going to be a deep episode. So it just doesn't fit. Which I personally think is our best episodes. So I think that works. Yeah. But Magnus, what are we doing today? Yes. Today we're going to talk about identity. It's been something we've wanted to do a lot. And a few days ago I got a very toxic message. And I got even a second one a few days later from the same person uh, telling me uh, to stop doing what I do. And people call me something an arsler. Mm. and it's it was a, so, such a weird message and it was also like formulated in this nice and joking way that's why I answered like a, I answered jokingly I was like your mom I did a, <laughs> I did a your mom joke of course you but, did <laughs> but then the person just continued and I was like what the hell is, is wrong with this kid and so that was like the stroke the I, I don't know the last straw yeah the drop that made the glass fill over and now I'm just like stop this yeah and that's what led us to make this probably very lengthy episode because i think what he targeted about you was your identity yes and specifically how you're kind of a nerd what he targeted about you was your identity kind of as a nerd with nerd in like um what what's what's these called uh quotation marks quotation marks uh, bunny ears yeah um i'm making a lot of noise Yes, I think what he targeted most about you was kind of like your identity as a quotation mark nerd or kind of like school oriented, kind of just not different in like, oh, wow, you're so quirky and different, but just being yourself. Yeah. And the message kind of came at the, I don't know, the right time or the worst time ever because he he talked about me having a, an unbalance that I was way too too nerdy and way too little like alcohol women and partying and such things and it was it was so weird because i'm i'm at the one of the probably the happiest point of my life ever i'm um, so happy for you and i feel like i have found a perfect balance between playing music doing school hanging out with friends all the all these social aspects of of life and to have this world picture destroyed by someone who's been a friend of mine for quite a long time was just heartbreaking almost because i was like wow if he's sincere i i can't be friends with him because this Mm -hmm. that's just a a worldview that i do not respect and i i don't want any i don't want to have anything to do with that no that's what we're going to talk about today that is what we're going to talk about today and i think the first identity that the both of us share is exactly the one he targeted kind of like Mm -hmm. nerdy geeky geeky 
geeky <laughs> school freak kind of you know being a good student you have the added musician part i have the added like i like to read a lot of books yeah, and, and theater theater like um disappear into fictional worlds mm-hmm. which is also something i have faced a lot of like scrutiny for at least especially when i was younger when people cared more because i feel like we're closing in on an age where people don't care as much and where people who do care about like the wrong things here are kind of looked upon like down upon more mm-hmm. which i think is a positive thing because it means people are becoming more themselves but it's evidence that not everyone is there so i think this episode is still very necessary yeah this episode goes out to both the people who were struggling with showing their personal identity and giving like giving them hope i guess as 16 year old nudes <laughs> uh, but also to the people who who force identities upon others yeah that to get to make them i don't know reflect and and understand that that's not okay it's really not okay yeah and the thing is that i feel like the second part of that audience that you just mentioned might listen to this and think you know that's so weird of them to do or why do they even have a podcast in the first place etc 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 probably call it cringe mm-hmm. i'm just assuming yeah but that's i think that's a that just... good assumption i would say <laughs> yeah but i feel like that just underlines the point because we're having a swell time doing this we're having a great time actually and like you said you're at your happiest i'm i don't know if i'm personally at my happiest but i know i'm having a good time and i'm like kind of reflecting back on some of our first episodes i'm content where i am mm-hmm. and that is what i see the goal being like not necessarily happy but being happy with where you are and i'm happy with where i am and if they find a problem with where that is then that's on them, not on me. You know, mm-hmm. if you see someone else doing something, kind of like cringe culture, like we mentioned, doing something that they enjoy, and you think, wow, that's weird. They shouldn't do that. People will make fun of them. People won't make fun of us or of people in general if people just learn not to make fun. You know, when you're sitting there and be like, oh, people will make fun of you. This is weird. You're weird. Then you're the one making fun. Yeah. And if you didn't do that, then it wouldn't happen. You know, what you're worrying about is people like yourself mm-hmm. and something I, sometimes i think that people don't don't make really make fun of they're just jealous i know this is a <laughs> super known cliche but i i think it, there's a lot of truth in that because uh, people want to have achieved something great for their life mm. and the people who seem cool in high school are <laughs> going to be the people who will end up at the lower scale of society not necessarily yeah, though okay. Not not necessarily, but there the will people be a who, trend. I think that instead of saying the people who are cool, the people who strive to be cool. Yes. The people who make their daily life about how will people perceive me? Mm-hmm. How will, like, what do I have to do? What the heck I gotta do? No. What do I have to do for people to look at me and be like, wow, you're one of the cool ones? That's just ugly, really. Yeah. Not necessarily on the outside. Because I find that they're often pretty people and they kind of let that get to their heads as well. But on the inside, not necessarily of them either, but of the concept. The mm. concept itself is ugly. Like the concept, talking about concept, what is identity to you? Yeah, identity to me, that is a lot of different things. I feel like, especially for me, like sexual orientation is one of the like main identities for me. Um, and it's separate 
the way I perceive it as an identity is separate from the way I see, for example, nerd as one of my identities. Because it's experienced in very different ways. You face judgment for both of them, but in very, you know, they're attacking something different when they judge you for it. But the thing I think is most important to underline about identity is that it's not one of those ugly concepts. I think it's a really beautiful thing, mm -hmm. especially if you learn to own it. If you're happy with where you are, like you said, if I'm doing something and it's a part of me and I'm happy with it, then regardless of that, what that is, you know, as long as it's not hurting anyone, that's a beautiful thing. If I, for example, find enjoyment and peace in fictional worlds, which is something I've done for a long time, I think it's a coping mechanism, but we don't have to get into that. But if I'm happy with that and if I'm having a good time with friends talking about it, and I see that as a part of me, then that's enough to me. Yeah. Uh, no. I, I, I don't have a follow-up. That's okay. Is identity anything more to you? I know that you've personally had a lot of struggles with, like, like now, when you see that's not someone you want in your life, like you mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. someone who judges you, I know that is a huge step for you. I know you have not always been at that point. Yeah, I want to talk about middle school, at oh, least my middle school, middle because school. <laughs> it comes back to the same person, really. I mean, wow. Some per some people might have guessed who it is, and I'm I'm comfortable with sharing that because I think mm. he deserves it. Um, I I played by by like by the rules of the cool kids. I mm. I wanted to be one of the cool kids, and I found a really good balance between doing well in school, but also hanging out with quite a lot of guys who are were considered cool um but i i wasn't myself i was always portraying uh someone else than me and always having to pretend like pretend like i liked rap music for example i hate rap music but it was considered cool so i i listened to it i kind of forced myself to listen to it and uh, now in in high school that I, I joined a class with a lot of other people who probably have the same struggles as me I managed to step out of that mask and, and take it off entirely and just have my true identity be shown mm. and that was that that part is beautiful but then the second part yeah having that one person just um, question my true self is, uh, is is an ugly identity to me Oh, and I feel like that's a really good point as well. When people question your identity and when people feel like they have a say in it. I have experienced that, especially with my sexual orientation, because, you know, I identify as a lesbian. And I've what had... you do? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I've had so many people, you know, question that and be like, oh, but are you really? Especially after, because for a long time, I just identified as queer, just like gay as an umbrella term, because I didn't feel comfortable with much else mm -hmm. and then when i finally realized that hey i'm a lesbian like that's the label that fits me which took me a long time especially because you know in english i haven't really been exposed to a lot of negativity attached to the lesbian word because i've only like the english world i'm uh what's it called exposed to is usually like the one that's progressive towards um, LGBTQ plus issues but in Norwegian the word lesbisk in it's my a, mind is a slur almost uh, 
Yeah, exactly. It literally felt like a slur. It felt like a bad thing. And even if I wasn't aware of that, for a long time that kept me away from that word. And that I know personally that that's the reason I didn't identify as a lesbian for a long time. It's not because of men. It's because of what people, especially men, kind of have made, you know, lesbisk into. Mm-hmm. Um, but like literally just yesterday, I had someone be like, "Oh, but you said to me three years ago." that you kind of find men in fiction attractive. So can you really be a lesbian? First of all, fiction is not reality. Second of all, something I told you three years ago when you were questioning me about my sexuality even then is not a better source than me right now telling you that right here, right now, in my presence here, I identify as a lesbian. Yeah. And that's just an ongoing struggle. I feel like a lot of lgbtq plus people will feel is that people other people feel like they have a say in your identity that they can be like they can pick it apart and find sides that don't make sense to them and they make that overshadow the most important part at least to me which is that i'm happy with that identity Mm -hmm. i'm happy with it and if now if in say one year you find a man and you say wow i actually really like this guy Mm -hmm. and then maybe you consider am I really a lesbian or am I maybe bisexual uh then then you don't want to have people question that and say oh but one year ago you said you were a lesbian Mm -hmm. uh because (laughs) some people say that sexuality is a phase and even though that is used in a negative concept um in a negative uh way Mm -hmm. I think there is truth in that as well that you you can change sexuality you can become I don't know you can start liking men again even though you were a lesbian and people just need to accept that sexuality is is always evolving. Yeah, sexuality is fluid. And and yeah, and never question. You can I always you can you can always ask them, but yeah. don't be like, oh, but one year ago you told me this. Yeah, exactly. And the things that was one of the main um, like, I kind of feel like, you know, when lawyers have like small texts. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a good metaphor, but read for me the, that was like the. Read the. Yeah, the small text for me was that I identify as a lesbian right now because I was scared of that. I'm scared of in the future finding out that maybe I don't like that label anymore and that people will then invalidate my experience right now because right now I do identify as a lesbian. And in the future, if I find out that I now identify as something else, that doesn't make my experience right now any less real mm-hmm. because right now I am. Yeah. In the future, I don't know because for me, sexuality has always been... Well, kind of fluid. That It's not for everyone. And that's important to underline as well. Some people are dead set in their sexuality from day one. And that's valid for them. But for me, it's always been kind of like, hmm, I question it a lot. But that's for me to question, not someone else, you know? I have a personal example for that as well. Yeah. Because um, I, I've told you this, but I have mm. not told a lot of people this. That I was, I guess, bi-curious in mm. ninth and 10th grade. Uh, and I even came out to to one of my friends uh, at that time and said I was bisexual, mm-hmm. and I've now found out that I I'm I'm really not mm-hmm. I'm I'm quite straight actually, <laughs> uh, even though I don't act like it. Um, no, no, not act because we're not portraying stereotypes. Yes. Um, but I I feel like my sexuality changed because, mm-hmm. like you said, I was I. I didn't identify as bisexual, but I had some bisexual thoughts and they're all completely gone now. Mm. And 
if people now want to tell me that I I am I can't put this into words. My God. No, but that's completely fine. I understand your experience, and yeah. it's valid. I, I just wanted to say that I have had somewhat, although in a much lower way, minor way, have had the same experience as you, and and at least can try to understand what's going on. And that's it. That's because that's exactly it. That's the only thing we can ask to try to understand each other. And if you can't understand, at least understand that that's their experience. And I think that when it comes to the face part you mentioned, because we've talked about that quite a bit before, off the podcast, of course. Um, but I feel like people in the LGBTQ plus community also push that a lot, that like, oh, it's not a face. It's not a face. And I completely get why, because we often have it thrown in our face. Oh, huh, in our face, that it's a face. No, that like people use that against you as a way of invalidating your experience so by validating it you're saying it's not but i feel like that erases the fact that sometimes it is and that's fine because that's like figuring out yourself that's a huge part of life and that's a huge life of that's a huge part of being content in life is sitting down and being like okay pick yourself apart a little find out what's what makes you tick what makes you you and i think that the people who end up the most unhappiest in life are the ones who never try to find something more within themselves who never go hmm is this me or is this me questioning yourself is a really big part of that existence and if you do end up finding out that yes i am straight or i am a lesbian or i'm bi or i'm something completely different then that is a hundred percent valid because that's you Mm -hmm. at least right now and nobody should and can tie into your thoughts Mm. you don't own a lot in this political system (laughs) (laughs) but you own yourself and you should own yourself that's such a nice way of putting it Magnus okay should we talk about gen thank you by the way Uh, (laughs) talk about gender expression as well yeah I think that kind of also yeah I think that ties into it a little bit Mm -hmm. because I think it's very important to differentiate between gender expression and sexuality those are not the same if a man presents femininely that does not make him gay. If a woman presents masculinely, that does not make her gay. Or if she presents femininely, that doesn't mean she's straight. They just don't correlate. Exactly, they have nothing to... Well, that's the thing. They can affect each other, but they don't define each other. Yes. That's important. Please. Because for me, my gender expression has always been correlated to my sexuality in the sense that I've been scared of how people assume my sexuality based on my gender expression i was really scared that if i dressed femininely i would have to come out again and again and again because that's one thing i think people kind of don't understand how extremely how extremely mentally exhausting it is to come out Mm -hmm. like when you do it you never want to do it again you want it to be over with but if you're not like 100 percent dead set like i only ever want to kiss women i hate men Unless you take that stance, at least for me as a queer woman, people often go like, oh, then you might as well be straight, you know? Because I originally came out as bi for like a few weeks. And people saw that as a reason to disregard my coming out. And I was scared then that if I wore dresses, if I wore makeup, if I painted my nails, that people would assume, oh, she's She's practically straight, straight, you know? Just don't assume basically anything. Exactly. And like, I mean, 
I have my nails painted right now. Yeah, I painted and, them. Yeah, thank you. Buddy. It was a really great experience. In the the colors of a rainbow. Yeah. And uh, does that make me gay? No. Nah, nah, fam. No. And if you were, it wouldn't be an issue. You know. No, exactly. That's the thing. It's frustrating when people assume your sexuality based on your expression, and it's even more frustrating when that leads to you feeling like you have to change your gender expression to stop those assumptions i should be able to wear a fucking prom dress every single day with my with long ass nails and full-on makeup fake lashes whole thing long hair i don't know pierced like you know femininely pierced ears not like masculinely i don't know the difference sorry i'm not an expert on that but i should be able to be as feminine as you wish Exactly, as I wish. And I still shouldn't have to defend my sexuality based on it. Mm-hmm. You know? Of course, there are other reasons why I'm uncomfortable wearing dresses at times. Usually men. But at the end of the day, my issue used to be that I was scared of what people would assume based on my sexuality. But I now know that if someone says, Oh, Krista, you dress too femininely. Are you sure you're gay? Oh, you dress like that because you want men to look at you. Has someone said that to you? Oh, I full on have people say that. Full on have people that is say. So rude and. I know, and the, especially the part about like wrong. you're dressing like that for men, so you can't be gay, because that's something men find appealing. I saw a quote, uh, which kind of drags it too far, but comes into to what you say, and it was if men can control looking at women in skirts. Mm-hmm. who the hell let them control entire countries ah uh, exactly exactly and, i mean it's it's taken very far of course yeah but it's it sets it in perspective i feel yeah. like and it's it's just that also going into that it's a bit off topic but if i can control myself completely fine in the girls wardrobes if i like i don't look at the other girls i go out of my way to not look at the other girls no because i'm really scared of people going like oh, oh. You're a predator because that's also a stereotype often uh, tied to especially lesbisk that like they're predators. But I go out of my way to not look at them in wardrobes. Men can keep their eyes to themselves on the street, mm-hmm. you know. And lesbisk for our English listeners is just a, the it's no, lesbian. Word. It's just it's not a slur, but it's used as a slur. It was used as a slur, especially lesbe. It was used yeah. as a slur for a really long time, but uh, it's not all well, the lesbisk kind of a slur. But lesbisk is not a slur. It's my identity, and I'm proud of it. And you should be. Thank you. And I am proud of you. Oh, thank you. I saw your story yesterday complaining about that uh, the lesbian flag is underrepresented in in, Extremely. in pride posts and such. Mm. And I, I wrote you kind of as a joke, but also <laughs> yeah. just to set a standpoint. You're yeah. a lesbian, I acknowledge your presence. Thank you. And uh, I think that's that's what a lot of the, the pride movement and Pride Month is about, is acknowledging everyone. How we deal with that is, I think, important to touch upon. I think I touched upon it, but... How do you, no, how do you deal with that? Like, gender expression? Uh, oh, I... Because you have recently started to embrace a little more femininity, at least... Because I feel like you're kind of in the middle between masculine and feminine, mm-hmm. sometimes leaning more towards one of them. Yeah. I mean, I've become way more comfortable because probably the biggest reason of me not expressing my female or my feminine sides um, was because I was scared that, I don't know, women didn't want me or women mm. get the very wrong expression, but I don't need to do that anymore. So 
I can express everything I want to. Yeah, and I think that's also like what other people see you as. The bottom line for me, I was talking with my friend who also recently decided that lesbian was the label they preferred. We were talking together and we kind of reached this conclusion together that if someone makes those assumptions and if someone thinks that if I dress masculinely, I have to be a lesbian and if I dress femininely, I have to be straight. If someone makes those assumptions or say the kind of like problematic things we've touched upon earlier in this podcast, then they're not people I want in my life anyway. Mm -hmm. So what's the point? Yeah, just start not giving a fuck. Yeah. And giving a fuck to the people who... Or, okay, I try, <laughs> try to make some kind of weird, weird thing. But what I did to the, the person who, who said that I shouldn't be myself is just, I, I said, stop this. This is not okay. Um, I'm at my happiest. Why should you care? Yeah. And he actually backed off. He said, okay, sorry. Uh, I didn't know this was how you felt. And, and I felt like I, I, I got something from that. I learned something from it. People who feel like they can give inputs on your identity and be like, kind of like feedback and like teachers. Mm -hmm. like he teachers said it was feedback. feedback. He, he, Literally. I, that's a quote. He said, uh, don't see this as, as mocking. It's just constructive feedback. Exactly. People who act like they're teachers in regards to your identity, learn to cut them out. Yeah. I know it hurts. And of course, if it's someone you're like super close with and you know it's not their intention, you can sit down and try to educate them. That's valid too. You know, everything like this is a generalization. It doesn't apply to every situation. But in general, if someone has that kind of attitude towards you and your identity, whether that be your sexual orientation, your gender expression, other identities that are close to your heart, we touch upon only like kind of like the nerd thing because that's what we have in common. But there are lots of other identities. Mm -hmm. Like maybe being kind of like a football guy is a really close identity to you. That's fully possible. A sport you really like, you know, horse girls too. People who are like really passionate about something and that if to the point where you feel like it's a part of you. If someone has something against that and if someone gives you quote unquote feedback on that in a toxic way. Then cut them off. Yeah. Or at least talk to them. Yeah, say fuck that. Because you're the only one who has something to say. You're the only one who can question your identity. And if someone else tries to, tell them to back off. And if they won't, then they're not worth having in your life anyway. So we, we have the same attitude. Is that what I'm getting from this? Yes. Yeah. And that is always nice, being on the same wavelength. But I only recently got this. You, I think you've... Um, that's what I found fascinating about you. Because you've managed to do this for quite a long time. Yeah. But I only recently managed to not give a fuck. Yeah. And like I think when that's... you painted my nails mm. and we were outside and there were there were lots of um of people walking by. I embraced it. I said, Fuck that, it's Pride Month. I wanna I wanna have my nails painted. I think it's nice. Yeah. Again, personal example for me. Mm. I needed those people because those were the only people I had. That is true. And that's what changed over through um, the last part of school from this school year because now I have lots and lots of people who I really like who are who are just like me and who can yeah, who I just really feel comfortable with and then I don't need the toxic people anymore that's a really interesting perspective as well I think that when you're in that position where it's either toxic people or no people you kind of have to I, I think it comes down to how much the identity means to you mm -hmm. or how much you've figured out about that identity is it worth the toxic people or is it not and a lot of people will find that 
they would rather have toxic people than no people, especially when they're younger. Which is kind of sad that that's the society we've built. But uh, it's a completely valid experience. And I'm really happy that you found people who can make you feel comfortable just being you. Mm-hmm. Actual bottom line to identity, whether it be you know gender identity, sexual identity, um, school identity, a sport you like, something that makes you feel like you is exactly that. It makes you you. Be yourself. It's hard. I think every single person who's ever lived know that being knows that being yourself is hard. Yeah, just be you. So easy to say. Yeah, yeah. If you're homeless, just buy a house. <laughs> but kind of understand that identity. Your identity is you. You are your identity. What you put into that is completely up to you. If you see your, you know, your sexual identity as just your sexual identity and nothing more, valid. If you see it as a large part of yourself, valid. But understand that being yourself or acknowledging yourself even is more important than other people's judgments. Are you texting your girlfriend? No. Yes, you are. I'm not. I'm actually. I wanted to, because I don't. I don't know if you were touching on uh, ending the episode. Is that? Yeah, where but we, we can see. Can... That because I I wanted to find an, a good quote mm-hmm. on identity, because there's so so much poetic and great things that we can say about it, but maybe the best words come from other people's mouth. True. I wanted to ha- end that on a quote by Doug Cooper. Who is he, Magnus? He's a famous uh, American poet from Nevada in in USA. And you just made that up. He talks about that identity <laughs> cannot be found or fabricated, but emerges from within when one has the courage to let go. Oh, that's so true, though. Mm-hmm. And Good you had the courage to let go and say, fuck this, I want to be myself, I want to embrace my sexuality. And I had the i think i am just putting words in your mouth yeah no but it's true and i have i had the courage to let go of the people who stopped me from being me honestly that's so perfect okay everyone that was all we had for today thank you so much for joining us i hope it made you feel a little better perhaps Hmm. that would be enough be sure to follow us on spotify so you'll be notified when we upload next you can also follow us on Instagram at Updates from the Bubble, all small letters, where you can see behind the scenes to learn more about us whenever I remember to post, which I haven't in a while. <laughs> <laughs> next episode will be up sometime next week, and we can't wait to see you there. We'll talk about. Awesome! Until then, goodbye! Good.